from the professional writing program at the University of Toronto Mississauga. It's The Reverse Sting, a story told in four parts by Maeve Doyle. Part 4, The Dance. On January 15, 1992, after a seven months long reverse sting operation, the RCMP's Mississauga Drug Section seized vehicles, a weapon, $270,000 in cash, and arrested senior level drug traffickers. At the time, the reverse sting was an illegal operation in Canada. Now, Kevin, my friend who was in charge at the time, had to stand back and watch to see if this case against the traffickers would survive the dance through the courts. John Campbell and Salvatore Chiroz were found guilty of conspiracy to traffic in a narcotic and conspiracy to possess a narcotic for the purpose of trafficking. In January 1995, Campbell was sentenced to nine years in the penitentiary and a forfeiture of the $270,000. Chiroz was sentenced to six years. Then the lawyers for Campbell and Chiroz appealed the decision, and this is where the reverse sting goes on trial. The lawyers argued that, because the reverse sting operation was illegal, the prosecutions of Campbell and Chiroz should be stayed. That is, the charges should be withdrawn and prosecution should be discontinued. The appeal court found that they were satisfied, beyond a reasonable doubt, that Campbell and Chiroz did intend to traffic in hashish and to possess hashish for the purpose of trafficking. The court dismissed the appeal. The lawyers appealed again and the case went to the Supreme Court. According to Lisa Silver, a criminal lawyer and educator at the University of Calgary, the court found that the police were not immune from criminal liability as a result of unlawful conduct, even if it was executed in good faith and to further a criminal investigation. So, Silver writes on her website Idea Blog, the court called upon Parliament to legislate such protection which it did under Section 25.1 of the Criminal Code. Twenty years after Kevin first submitted a proposal to allow police to use reverse investigation techniques to gather evidence against people predisposed to commit crimes, eleven years after the police informant first contacted the RCMP's Mississauga Drug Section, and told them that major hashish traffickers were shopping for a one-ton supply of drugs, and five years after Kevin retired from the RCMP, Parliament proclaimed the amendment in force on February 1st, 2002. Yay! Not so fast. In my research, I found one newspaper headline that appeared in the National Post in 2000. Ottawa to loosen laws for police anti-gang proposal would let undercover officers vandalize, forge, assault, and more. And another from 2001, judges okay not needed for officers to break law. Yikes! In the 2005 paper, Legal Lawlessness and the Rule of Law by Weber, the author argues that Section 25.1 does not limit unlawful activity to a specific investigation, like money laundering and drug trafficking, and it leaves it up to the designated official, the police, 
to determine the justifiability of the activity. In Silver's discussion of the section posted on IdeaBlog in 2014, nine years after the legal lawlessness paper, she refers to subsections that call for civilian oversight of reverse sting operations and the designation of officials by ministers advised by senior officials and restrictions and justifications and reporting and then my eyes rolled back in my head. What it looks like to me is that the criminal code is continually reviewed and revised until, I suppose, we get it right. However, I still had a few questions for Kevin. I wanted to know what happened to the cars and the gun they seized. The gun would have been sent to the firearms section in Ottawa and tested and analyzed to see if it had been used in other crimes. If it had tested positive, it would have been kept as evidence. If it tested negative, it would have been destroyed. The cars would have gone to Crown Assets, and Crown Assets would have done their due diligence before most likely sending them to auction. And what would have happened to the whole operation if the buyer had successfully helped himself to a sample of the hash? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Okay, well. I wonder what other extraordinary things Kevin has been part of. I ask him if he's got any other good stories to tell, but I'll have to wait for another day. Right now, Kevin's off to spend the afternoon with his favorite hobby, his two-year-old granddaughter. The Reverse Sting, written, produced, and narrated by Maeve Doyle. Kevin, played by Sean Hunt. A Crime Scene, music by Jeff Harvey. This Girl, ambient sound by Catastrophe. Thanks to Basir Big, John Ballin, Peter Cadmaris, Gary Chaters, Michael Corrin, Mark Dreyer, Alexia Lumancus, Robert Martins, Rahul Sethi, Shelley Wall, Nicholas Woolrich, Adam Zunder. And I'm Connor Cadmaris. <laughs>